Welcome to Cantankerous Curmudgeons, a show all about technology, hope, hype, and reality. I'm Ray. And I'm Esteban. And we're your doubtful tech experts, and we're glad you're here. Kinda. I mean, frankly, we're just geeks who like to hear ourselves talk and love to complain about technical stuff. Today, we're going to talk about the power of experiential learning. All right, let's go. All right, so I just got back from vacation, and re-entry has been tough. But one of the things that uh, I saw that... I see kind of on a daily, but I saw more robustly while we were on vacation was the the stickiness of experiential learning uh, and and how it really augments the the traditional learning that our kids go through. Um, but it struck me as how little of it our kids get in the educational system uh, and how beneficial it could be to them if we were to actually take the things that they read about in the books and actually make it a reality. Like how much more sticky would it be? How much more would they understand about the world operating around them if they were actually to go out and see, touch, smell, feel these things that they're reading about? Yeah. Almost hard to quantify how much more, a lot more, Unfortunately, we're going in the opposite direction. If you think oh, about really completely. any kind of, yeah. So even, uh, so we talk about health, healthcare, even in medicine, they're going to virtual dissections because they don't, you know, want to go through the hassle of cadavers. And so I get all the arguments for it. There's no doubt that there are reasons it makes sense. But at the same time, there's something that, that is lost when you don't have that physical connection with what you're doing. And the same applies to, oh, you know, we have street view or we have this and that and, you know, satellite images, whatever the case may be, you can be exposed to an enormous amount of information that is incredible in many ways, but it's all virtual. So yeah, missing that, that physical world uh, component of getting your hands dirty and smelling and feeling and you know being hot and being stung by bugs or whatever right that 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 is uh that there's something lost a lot that's lost there yeah I, it, it just it was stunning to me right you know how how a really concrete it made it you know my my son decided he wanted to get scuba certified while we were on vacation i was cool with that because why not i love it i like doing it why shouldn't he but he had to take all of the coursework virtually to do that and then do his pool dives and his ocean dives and all of all of that right well they had a, a discussion about the way that uh the wavelengths of light attenuate at depth and how the reds and oranges and yellows go first, and then ultimately the blues and violets, you know, trail out at the, you know, 200 feet or so. Um, and so we, we had a discussion about that, and they had a discussion about it there. And, um, but it didn't concrete to him until we were underwater, and he looked at his wristband, which was red on the surface, and then it was no longer red underwater. And it cemented into him that concept and then as we were looking at the sunset, I don't know, two, three days later, he goes, hey, dad, is that the same thing that's going on with the attenuation of, of wavelengths underwater? I'm like, that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly why orange is, you know, the sun looks yellow and then it goes to, you know, red and orange and ultimately goes to indigo, blue and violet or blue, indigo and violet because my Roy G. Biv is off today. 
but he <laughs> made that connection right because he had experienced it because he could put it together and, and my boy is not a book learner he is not a virtual learner this kid has dyslexia real bad we work with him all the time but it's just not him right but watching him touch these things and then make the link it was really solidified that into me that oh we're missing that in the way that we teach our kids yeah and you know there, there's a lot of reasons people do homeschooling and some of them i i certainly don't agree with but one of them is that ability to go out in the world and do things you know right. especially nowadays just everything is so crazy, especially in this country, that school outings are complicated. I mean, don't even think about the, the pandemic, but even before, it, it was complicated. You know, the, 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 the safety precautions and the uh, waivers and the logistics of doing things. And that also, it, it's extremely unevenly uh, distributed, right? If you're in a big city like in New York City or Chicago or Seattle, well, you have resources that you can that you can use, right? You can go to a museum. You can go to, well, you know, like in San Francisco, they have the Exploratorium. There's some of those, right. you know, in many of the large cities. Those are amazing. Like that's the embodiment of that type of learning where you go and just touch whatever you want, you know, but, do whatever you, you want. But giving that to kids one time a year. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. or even one time a semester or one time a quarter doesn't do the justice, right? No. It doesn't put those things into practice. It doesn't cement them in. It doesn't allow them to get beyond analysis into synthesis, right? In that learning mode, they can't get there because all they know is the theoretical concepts. Yeah. And that's why in high school and college and beyond, the really great teachers who are extremely popular are the ones who bring things alive, who right. have the the stools where you sit with the, the bicycle wheel spinning and you, you know, talk about angular momentum or, you know, conservation of different, you know, quantities or you you do chemistry experiments and you blow things up and, you know, the sprinklers go off and it's like, that is all great. I don't know. I mean, we should at some point talk to a, a, a neuroscientist because there's something about the learning that gets unleashed when you're under different stimuli. So is it that, you know, something is happening when things are unexpected that makes those connections stronger, but you remember more? It's not the same thing as even watching a video that could be nice right but it, you're you're in some sanitized environment that's and right. it's not the same that's right well it's all two dimensional right and i think there's yeah. there's something about that multidimensional experience that really excites new pathways right yeah. because it's it's got to be there's no other substitute i can watch dudes jump dump chunks of lithium in a bucket of water all day long but until I go out and do it, it's not it's not the same, right? No. Yeah, it's no. great. That's an exothermic reaction. Da, 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 da. Oh no, but I remember the time that my chemistry teacher had a giant five pound chunk of lithium and we took it to the pond behind the school and threw it in and watched that thing detonate. <laughs> That's a lot of lithium. That's good. Dude, it was huge. <laughs> but 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 you get those things, and, and by not doing those, by focusing on standardized education and standardized testing and all this other baloney, these kids are just missing out. 
There's a ton of book smarts, but there's no application or what we would call street smarts, I guess. Right. None of them know how to operate the world. It's almost like we need a a quadruple aim for education. Because there there is no joy. Like if you take the joy out of it and it's all of, as you said, the standardized testing and all these bureaucratic things that look, I get that we need data and we need to take data-driven decisions. There's no doubt about that. But if you take the joy out of it, instead of instilling curiosity and getting people who are going to have critical reasoning and they're going to be able to question things and they're going to be interested in the world around them, you just have a bunch of robots and then joyless at that, right? That, that that's, that's a very bad combination for the country for any country right in terms of development and and you know potential for discovery and anything else so how do we how do we get back on it i mean i i don't know from maybe maybe i'm just talking out of my butt and it's it's just me right but i know that i can read and watch videos all day long but until i work the equation or write the code or do the work myself it's not cemented in there right yeah. it's and you know, I've got a, I wouldn't say a, a, an eidetic memory, but it's pretty photographic. Um, but still, it's not as clear and robust as if I'm doing it hands-on. And so I wonder, how do we, how do we do that? How do we instill that in the process? I don't care where it is, but the younger, the better, as far as I'm concerned. How do we, how do we get that into the process so that those kids can start making those connections, right? They can start learning about all of those things that, that are esoteric theoretical concepts that they put in their brain and just stick there for a test and regurgitate them to something that they can use meaningfully. I mean, you know, it wasn't until we explained tides that my oldest son goes, oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize that the gravity of the moon was so strong that it caused that actual effect on Earth. Right. He understood the objects with mass have gravity, but didn't understand that there was actually a significant force being exerted by our one satellite. Right. But you can actually see it and it has a very real effect on everyday life. Exactly. But but that didn't happen. In school. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. I was going to say that it, it all goes back to money as usually. As usual, and the joyless uh, school boards and budget allocations, and we're getting rid of labs, and we're getting rid of art, and you know the interesting things to focus on things that, yeah, uh, again, I'll, I'll use the word joyless, but that happens in private education too. It's it's not yeah. just the province of public education. It, it it's a it's a mindset, right? It's a mindset of. Um, I think, and this, so this is just my theory, right? It's falling prey to the educational theory du jour, right? These people go mm-hmm. to, and, you know, here I'm starting religious wars again. I can't avoid it. You know, people go and get these uh, doctorates of education, and then they have these bright ideas that we can't teach math the old way. We have to teach math the new way with 57 new steps because, math you know, we. Math is math. Right, right, and so we end up spending just untold amounts of time and money and mental energy 
catering to the practitioners of these kind of fads, right? And then the basics just fall by the wayside of, of the basics of knowledge and the basics of joy and interest, right? It's just satisfying these theories that are called scientific, when in reality, it's not science. They're not. There's no way to prove them or disprove them or do any kind of experimentation. So yeah, sorry, that's that's just the beginning of a rant, right? But that I think that's related to it. No, I, I definitely think that's related to it. And, you know, I, I think we're always looking for the next best way. But I think in some cases we need to step back and say, maybe the best way is to not do it differently, but yep. to experience it differently, right? You know, as you're doing math and as you're doing physics, as you're doing computer science, as you are doing biology, right? Getting personal with it forms those bonds. It's not about doing it differently or memorizing this versus that, or there's a new shortcut to multiply nines, which, oh, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Oh, come on. You know, just do the work. Memorize right. the table, do the work. Right. Right, 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 right. Not, not rocket science. You don't need a trick for twos and threes and tens and nines and twelve hundreds, right? Who cares? Do the work. I can do the work faster than you can recall the trick. And and Think. so, but 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 part of that is repetition. Part of that is coming up against it and actually using it, right? Right, using it in a lab, using it in a shop, turning right. a wrench, right? writing code, soldering a circuit. I don't care what it is. Dissecting a frog, right? I look forward to the day that my son has to come home and say, dad, I dissected a frog today and I threw up and it was awful and da, 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 but he'll never forget. Never forget it. That, never. That moment. Never. Right? And, and that's what we need to push. And, and, and uh, yeah, part of it's on the education system. A lot of it's on us as parents. But us as parents are so driven by this consumer culture and all of this other crap that gets pushed on, you know, all of the social media that's foisted on us that we're, you know, both parents are working and no one's around and you don't get to do it. Blah, 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 excuses. But us as parents, we have to take that and say, how do we apply these things? How do we take what they're learning in school, whether we're, you know, really engaged with what they're learning in school or not, and show them? The power of it, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna build this cabinet today. We need a socket wrench. Oh, do you know what you know what use fractions are? These concepts, right? Here's how standard sockets are measured, and here's how you figure out where they go in the stack and how they arrange cements in the concept of fractions for kids, right? But but it's it's all about being more involved, I guess. Is is you know really getting in there and getting your hands dirty, which you know a lot we've defaulted to the teachers doing. Hey, you're yes. going to school. Yes. That's when you learn. You come home, and that's when uh, I don't know what other families do. That that's when you sit around and do nothing. Yeah, right. So so that's sort of back to the, the if you will the the gospel of personal responsibility, and I get that. 
there are people who just don't have the time or mental space because they're working three jobs and they just, you know, just to make ends meet. So I get that. Yeah, Not totally. ignoring that. But if you're lucky enough that you have any spare time during the week at any point, it's about changing things up right? Doing something different, right? Yeah. Doing something that's maybe unexpected for the kid that they haven't done before. And it doesn't have to be all the same. Some families may be working on a car and some right. families may be building an electronic circuit. Yeah. Cooking dinner, uh, feeding the animals a different way. I mean, I don't know. There are billions of things, right? But right. it's about a, a, a variety of experiences. Ultimately, it's it's what it yeah. boils down to. Whether you do them at home, you do them five minutes from home, you do them five thousand miles from. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't but matter. it's it's about getting out of the routine. Yeah, and and getting out of the rut, right? So to the routine, getting out of the rut. You know, I'm convinced my son is dyslexic. Convinced. His teachers all say no. Well. He's signing his name, and B's and D's are backwards. Mm. Yes, he's dyslexic. He, you know, he shouldn't be doing this. But they're all no, no, no. It's it's nothing. He's just behind. He's just behind. No, no, no. He's not. This kid is smart. He knows what he's doing. But he transposes letters and numbers all the time. So what do we do? We move to a different system. We move to auditory learning, experiential learning. And guess what? Click, 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 click. Yes. Does he still transpose B's and D's? Yes. But we've got to work through that because learning disabilities, this this one child, no child left behind, one system and one test to rule them all, blah, 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 whatever crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Now, negates all of those things, right? It doesn't help those kids who are, I won't, I, I, disabled is not the right word. Um, who are otherwise different than the paradigm. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. They who, struggle, you know, and they ha- shouldn't yes. struggle. Well, especially when there is an answer. That's that's a thing, right? right? If you have a challenge for which there's just really no answer, then yes, it, it's complicated and it may be sad or tragic even. But we're not talking about that. Right? We're talking about just doing something slightly different so right. that you know the the a kid can develop in a better way can reach their potential and it used to be about that right about reaching your potential but in the end it, it has turned into satisfying bureaucracy right it's satisfying <laughs> you know what whatever you know genius is sitting you know in the the, the in DC or the state capital or whatever the case may be and yeah, losing sight of what the the goal should be, which is right. Well, and right. and who needs the education system when we're all going to be influencers and YouTube stars anyway? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You that's know. that's gonna that's that's the the bright sunny day that's coming. I I do want my uh, my floating pod. You know, if I if we don't fulfill the Wally promise, I'm going to be very very disappointed. <laughs> It is. It is absolutely I, I, necessary. I can't even, man. I'm dying here because I love that movie, and the pods are fantastic. Like, oh, there's other yeah, people here. We can no. interact together. No, hey, no, come no, on, no. man! Holy cow! So yeah, um, so so reclaiming the joy in learning, moving away from from kind of pointless metrics, like 
there are yeah. definitely good metrics, but there are really pointless metrics that are not going to change anything. They're not going to be useful for anything in particular other than allocating budget, right? And it, it all became, becomes a, a game of chasing budget and chasing power and influence by, you know, whoever, you know, whatever flavor of bureaucrat we're talking about at the federal level, at the state level, at the local level, it doesn't really matter. And it's just a giant shell game, right? You know, we talk about silos all the time and, and fiefdoms. And it's right. kind of funny because some people snicker at the corporate world because, you know, those things happen. It happens everywhere. everywhere. And, and at least in the corporate world, you know, from time to time, somebody will say, well, enough. This is inefficient. You know, we're not making as much money as we should be making for shareholders or for ourselves. So let's cut it out. But the problem is in the public sector, that's a lot less likely, right? It, everything gets so confounded by oh, yeah. just, you know, polarization and, and, and name calling and, you know, just it's impossible. So <laughs> not not very hopeful, though, because it it's just it, it really is just like a Gordian knot. Like you can't. How, how do we undo the decades upon decades of people sort of building systems that are designed to be self-serving and, and not really help the people that they're supposed to be helping, you know, who contribute the money that funds the system to begin with anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I hate it because it's, it's one of those things. Like it's, we've just like all the other things we've talked about, right. Is, is we've set up an environment in which it's nearly impossible to break out of or to succeed in or to change or to modify it all. It's just, it's like, it's on this continual downward slope that there's no hope of pulling out of. And we do know that it it's better to do things like, you know, what you're saying, experiential learning, whatever name you want to give it. Yeah. There are different philosophies that are tried out in different kinds of educational institutions, you know, that, that follow different philosophies. Great. We know it works, but yet we're never going to agree that this is something that is good that, that we should be doing. Right. So ultimately, because things if they change ever, it's a very, very, very frustratingly slow process. We go back to, hey, the family needs to take some level of responsibility. And, you know, by family, I'm not saying the white picket fence and, you know, whatever. It's like whoever lives with the kids, right? Whoever is closest to them and raising them. And then in some cases, they may need help. They may need ideas because they themselves may not have had much of an education. So this is something that is fixable. It's eminently fixable. It's fixable even more with a complete connectivity that we have now everywhere, but not to feed the kids videos, right? And, and uh, virtual simulations of things, but ideas right to go do this you know try this you know get a few rocks and um i don't know get a plank of wood and and think about a uh you know an inclined plane or whatever the case so right. it is possible to disseminate all of that but see i've even seen school videos on, on basic things like that like simple machines like that's a travesty 
right? It that is. should never, never happen. It should be like, go do this yourself, not right. watch this video of a bunch of blocks. Right, right. No, you, you've got to make it more real. And, and I get it that not everybody's equipped, but everybody has something that they do or something that they're good at, right? Expert, yeah. whatever. Take that and use it, right? Use it to expose them. Use it to educate them. Use it to give them insight that they wouldn't get before, right? And, at, and, at the very least, just yes. Engage, right? Don't default to this thing over here, you know, this this video or this YouTube or this whatever. Don't 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 go there, right? <laughs> It, it takes effort, right? It, it certainly takes mental energy. It need it, it requires a level of uh, interest in in doing things. But ultimately, it's one of those things that pays off dividends in in orders of magnitude, right? It, it's just a a vastly multiplicative effect. It's not just something that's kind of nice. If if you do it at the right time, you know, between the ages of whatever, I don't even know, but like, you know, five or six and, and, right. and 16 or 17 or whatever that, that those years are, it never leaves the person. I think we, you know, for the most part, we all remember these experiences that we had when we were kids that were transformative, right? And that level, because at that age, our brains are more plastic or whatever the case may be, things matter more, right? You know, even right. small things, small things that may, or things that may appear small to an adult, but to a kid, they can be life-changing. Hugely life-changing, right? Hugely, hugely life-changing. And, and that's the thing that we miss, I think, um, when it all boils down to it, is it doesn't have to be some grandiose anything. No, Right. It's the yeah. little things, and the little things matter, right? And so give them the little things. Feed them the little things, and then they'll grow, right? It's You don't plant a full-size plant. You plant a seed and water it and nurture it and let it grow. And, and that's the same thing that we need to be doing, and we need to be giving our kids, I think, <clears throat> that, that I think we, we miss out on sometimes, right? So your point is well taken. All right, my friend. All right. I think we'll wrap it for today. Thanks again for all of the great insight and discussion, and we'll see you, uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much.